This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and this week we're going to be talking about defense mechanisms. So how is it that we try to um, protect uh, ourselves? That's how defense systems get developed, and we, we um, try to protect ourselves. And, um, and then how do they uh, serve us, and how do they not serve us? So it's like, what are they? How do they serve us? How do they not serve us? And um, uh, what I've been talking about in this last uh, um, this last month, um, or just starting in these last couple weeks on both my blog and in my magazine, is uh, the mask and the true self, or sort of like our ego, or more superficial aspect of who we are, and then our our deeper aspects of of who we are. So um when we're um when we're uh looking at our kind of like our 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 mask and our persona and when we're looking at our deeper self one of the things that really comes to the surface that really floats to the surface is um our our defense mechanism. So that's like one of the things that we, we wind up navigating as we're trying to make contact with our, our, um, our deeper self. So, uh, you know, our, our defense mechanisms get put in place because, um, we, um, our, our defense mechanisms get put in place because we want to protect ourselves, right? And then they become um, sort of a fixed part of of who we are, uh, right? They become a way that we react to situations, even if maybe it doesn't serve us to react to situations that way. So... Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of lay out how a defense mechanism uh, gets put in place. So, uh, you know, while uh, this is, um, you know, a construct and a way of looking at ourselves and, you know, the, the layout of it, the way that it, it is, is kind of structured is that you come into the world a full and complete self. And uh, as you are expressing, just naturally expressing um, who it is that you you are uh, in the world, then what uh, you can run into is um, uh, some kind of painful experience. Right. So, so you run into some kind of painful experience where it might just be that you're, you're fully expressing your anger and you are punished for it. 
right? It could be that you are fully expressing your need uh, for something and it's an un, it's unmet. When when this happens, uh, we develop a way to protect ourselves from feeling that way again. Right. So um, if if I am feeling a need for something like, say, I need, um, you know, sort of love and affection and attention um, from my parent and that need is not met, my defense mechanism might be that I um, don't allow myself to feel my neediness. Um, or my uh, my defense mechanism might be uh, that I am constantly searching for that affir like that affirmation like so I'm I'm constantly looking for you know validation or attention or something like that. If it is that I've I've you know I was expressing anger and that anger was meant met with disapproval. Um, maybe I repress my anger and what I try to do is make the people around me really happy. Um, and maybe I sort of like fake um, how I'm feeling. So um, it, it, the way that our defense mechanisms start to work is they become a part of that more superficial aspect of ourself. They become sort of a, a layer of our mask and um, our or e, our ego, and um, and so they what they do is they can stop us from really being able to um, have access with those deeper parts of ourselves, and ultimately what they can also do is stop us from getting what it is that we really want. So a lot of times when we're in our defensive um, self, we will create situations uh, and we will act in situations in ways that actually even though we are trying so hard to meet our needs and to protect ourselves from being hurt, we actually set up the very conditions that uh, to, that do that. They, we set up the very conditions that wind up uh, re-wounding us. And so a lot of times when people come into therapy or they start doing their personal development work, what they run into is like they're saying like, you know, I try so hard to, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Like I try so hard to fill in the blank, but it happens anyway, right? Like no matter what I do, it happens anyway. And I get this negative consequence. And so typically, if we haven't kind of been able to tune into this part of ourselves and, and learn to do something differently, learn to step outside of our defenses, then usually our defenses are preventing us from getting what it is that we we really want for ourselves and uh and this is where it becomes um a problem this is where you know what was once designed to protect us 
becomes something that actually holds us back from really being able to get what it is that we want. Uh, so uh this it becomes a major thing for people to work with it becomes something that we all need to uh pay attention to and to start to dismantle in our lives so that we can have more of what it is that we want we can have a deeper truer expression of who we are and kind of the first step with this, what's really important about the first, it, it, the first part is to recognize and to really honor the, the ingenuity of, of who we are and that the positive desire to protect ourselves and, and to take care of ourselves around being hurt. Right. So so it's it's important to to acknowledge that that it, the positive part of our defense mechanism. Um, but once we become aware of our defense mechanism, it can be really easy to um, think of them just as being bad. So it's helpful to keep that in mind, too, that this was a there was a reason for this. It did serve a purpose, and as we grow and evolve, we need to work differently with our defense mechanisms. Otherwise, they get in our way, and they stop us from really having what it is that we want. So how how do we know, you know, how do we know that our defense mechanisms are, are here, right? Like, what is it that, like, how do we know when we're being um, defended? A lot of times, if we're experiencing, um, we're blaming other people, that's a good sign. That's a good indicator that we're, you know, in a defensive mode. Um, also, if we're projecting problems and responsibilities on to other people, that would be another indicator that we are um, in that more defensive part of ourselves. So, you know, if uh, you might feel closed off or shut down, th those can be signs of it. Um, you might feel um, aggressive, like un, 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 like disproportionately aggressive or protective um, or argumentative. Um, or, uh, you might, uh, be in, go into denial, you know, around your, what it is that you're feeling. Or some people's defense mechanisms are to detach, um, and to disassociate and to sort of become, you know, disconnected, um, from what it is that they're feeling and in some cases disconnected from even what is happening right in their environment so those are some indicators that you're in a, you know you're you're dealing with your uh, defense mechanisms and as I said you know these 
techniques served a purpose and even in some situations can serve a purpose in the future. Our, our goal, I mean, to understand them and be able to work with them is to get more of what we want, to understand when our defense mechanisms are stopping us from getting what we want. And it might be that in some certain certain circumstances that we encounter in our life, that no matter how aware we are of our defense mechanisms, that they might still be serving us, that protecting ourselves in a certain way might still be serving us. And so allow for some space for that. Allow everything has, you know, both positive and negative as far as how it functions in our life. So, uh, you know, giving that space to the positive side of defense mechanisms and honoring how they have positively, um, you know, impacted our lives, allowed us to protect ourselves, allowed ourselves to um, uh, balance or adjust the amount of pain we're, we're experiencing is, um, is, you know, that's, that's a really powerful and positive uh, thing in its own way. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm going to come back with more about uh, defense mechanisms, what, what, you know, a little bit more about what they look like and um, what we can do about them. So I'll be back right after this commercial break. Educator Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. This is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers. And this uh, week, we're talking about defense mechanisms. And I'm explaining a little bit about how defense mechanisms get formed, um, you know, as we move through life and we hit a painful situation, um, we adapt to that. And uh, we adapt to that to take care of our own self and needs. And we, um, uh, one, 
when we make when we make that when we create the the defense uh, mechanism, uh, it then um, becomes a way that we keep adjusting to situations. Maybe then um, that there it becomes less helpful, and and in many cases it sort of takes on a life of its own. It, we become unaware of the fact that we're even doing it, and then it stands in the way. Between us and what it is that we want. Um, so, what are defense mechanisms? What what do we? How can we see this more in our lives? Right. So, um, what are some types of um, uh, of of ways? Like, what are some some ways that uh, defense mechanisms uh, show up for us? Right. So um, I started to talk about this a little bit before. I'd like to go into a little bit more uh, depth, right? So uh, here are some examples. Um, you might project your feelings um, or experiences onto other people rather than truly own them for yourself. That's one way, right? Um, you might uh, be like live in a, a place of denial, where you deny what it is that is is happening or how you're feeling or what's going on. Um, so there's a, a denial that happens. Sometimes also there's um, you know, burying, you know, we might we might repress our feelings, right? Like I was talking about repressing anger. Um, another one, this is one that gets a lot of press, is passive aggressiveness. Right. So, you know, instead of saying what it is that's going on with with us and really talking about it, we sit, we talk indirectly, sarcastically or maybe act out in ways, hoping that the other person will figure out how we feel. Um, sometimes we can displace our emotions. So if it's just like you have a really bad experience, you know, at work, um, and you take it out on, you know, someone at home. And, uh, rationalization is another way that we do, we do this, that you can, you know, sort of like, Make an argument for why it's okay what you're doing or why you're justified in your, you know, bad behavior or whatever. Um, you can, um, you know, what often happens with that is that it allows you then to, to not take responsibility. You can, um, uh, just move on, right? So some people have a habit of of leaving plans or goals and uh, and leaving plans or goals and like just skipping to the next thing when it gets hard. That might be a project. That might be a person. Um, it might be a location. Um, but some people, they, they, they just kind of like they keep as soon as they start to get to a place where it feels challenging to them, they switch to someone else. Uh, very commonly, people use humor. They joke about what it is that they really feel quite seriously um, and sometimes don't acknowledge um, the pain um, or the challenge of the situation. 
but try to hide inside of the emotion. Uh, another thing that people do is uh, withdraw, right? So sometimes when emotions get hard or relationships get hard or a situation seems challenging, uh, that withdrawal, like a person can just kind of start to isolate themselves. Um, people also withhold. So uh, you might withhold um, your affections um, or your, um, you know, it could be your resources. But there is like a desire, like, you know, is there's a there's a sense of like, I won't give this to you until. Right. I get what I want. My conditions are met. I feel safe, whatever it is. Um, control is another way that it shows up, you know, the, the need to control an entire situation and every aspect of, of it and have it play out in the way that, um, you know, uh, you think that it should play out. Right. So um, the controlling, uh, you know, situations down to the last detail or trying to just control the way another person responds. Um, going on the offensive. Right. So um, whether that's attacking someone. Or, um, you know, and, uh, or being, you know, being angry in order to protect your own, uh, sense of, uh, responsibility. Um, that, that can be a way of, 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 um, defending yourself. Um, and, um, also, uh, you know, there's there's a way that you can uh, sort of f falsely claim your uh, your defense mechanisms, and and then you know sort of make it impossible to deal with them. Like yeah yeah that's me, but you know we're not going to really like I'm not going to allow it to change. I'm not going to have a dialogue about changing it. That would be another way that that your defense mechanisms might show up. So uh, we can also sort of be defended inside of ourselves, right? So that kind of talked more from a relational perspective, but it's important to know that sometimes our in defense mechanisms never come out of our mouth or even really out of our behavior, but they're on the inside in the way that we're thinking about a situation. Um, or the way that we are um, feeling about a situation, right? And that might be things like, uh, you know, the blaming. You might blame someone externally, but you might just blame someone in your mind and as a way of not really getting to the root of the matter. Um, and another thing that you might do is like always have like a standard of, of really high like perfectionism. Um, and that perfectionism stops you from maybe taking action, 
or being willing to put yourself in the vulnerable place of, of learning something. And another version of, you know, thinking that can really get people in, um, like get in people's way is, um, kind of a, a, you know, extreme thinking. Like it's either this or that. It's right or wrong. It's good or bad. Um, some people don't allow themselves to feel positively about situations. They always focus on negative aspects of stuff. And they do that so that um, they don't, they're defending, they're protecting themselves out of feeling positively and then getting hurt and shut down. So we all do uh, some or many of these in order to try and protect ourselves. Uh, and what I think is important to take a look at is why is it like where like what are we truly trying to protect? What you know what are we really defending against? And, you know, we can look back into the past and say, okay, there, you know, my defense mechanism, this one got built up because whatever my need was not met or, you know, I was hurt in this, this way. And so I developed my defense mechanism to deal with that, develop defense mechanisms to deal with that. But it's, it's important to make the connection about our you know, like, what is it? Like, what, what are we actually really trying to protect? Because it made sense when we were little, but as adults, it actually doesn't make as much sense anymore. Like, what, what we, we lose sight of what it is that we're trying to, uh, do, what, what our objective is. We are just in reaction. So, uh, you know, we're living inside of this illusion that if we were to express our full self and really be able to be with what is true for us, that we would be hurt in a way that would be so painful that we would not be able to continue. Right. Like that. It, it's a devastating pain is what the, the fear is. If I allow this to happen, I will experience devastating pain. That's way under the surface. And so no matter what happens, I need to protect myself from that experience. And, and like I said, the majority of this is operating unconsciously. We're doing it, even if we're very conscious, when we're in, when we get into these places where our stuff gets brought up, it's like it becomes very unconscious. And because it, it's just been, it's been written in, we've repeated it so many times, it's sort of become a part of ourselves um, and uh, and it's a false part of ourselves. You know, it's, it's, it's not a true, uh, it's not the truest way that we can be. 
And so we're protecting this full expression, the truth of who we are. And there's a miscalculation that is that if we uh, are all of who we are, then that also means that we are in our most vulnerable state. And this is a really huge thing because it's absolutely not true. Um, the more that we're able to be in our true and deep nature, the stronger and more resilient we are. It is actually through connecting with that deeper aspect of ourself that we are able to be our strongest. But the interpretation is that that is the most vulnerable part of ourselves and the defense mechanisms are a way to protect it. And it takes a bit to step outside of that distortion. That's a very challenging distortion to step outside of. Uh, and, and, and because of that, when people are trying to step outside of it, frequently our, our defense mechanisms actually, um, be, we, it becomes a higher, it's higher intensity, like a higher conflict. Like we might get, um, we might, try not to use the defense mechanism and then feel like we got exactly what we were afraid that we were going to get. And so give up on, on trying to put down the defense mechanism. You know, we, we might, um, wind up, you know, uh, getting, um, you know, we might wind up, uh, feeling like the only way we can really get our needs met. Uh, really get, you know, get what we, we truly need is by applying our defense mechanism. So we look for proof about how that, that's true. So there's a, there's a lot of ways that as we try to dismantle this, um, uh, defense mechanisms, we run into like this, uh, you know, this big challenging point. And, um, what happens to a lot of people is they hit that. Um, and retreat. And this is one of the reasons why it's, it, this is a wonderful place to have some kind of a guidance in your life. Something to help you step through and, and some reassurance that there is something on the other side. And because it can be very, very confusing for people. We also don't have a lot of language around it. We don't have a lot of discussion around it. Um, it's not a common enough part of the way that people operate, this dismantling of defense mechanisms. So it can seem a little mysterious and a little overwhelming at times. On the flip side of it, like I was saying, where, you know, you have that guidance across, the flip side of it is that you feel much more alive and more resilient than you have in the past. So the, the flip side is that you, you have more of you and that you are less fearful and there is less of a need for being defensive. And once you start to get an experience of that, even a few experiences of that, 
um, that it, it helps to move you along the path. Some really good positive reinforcement. All right, so we're going to go to our, our next commercial break, and then uh, we will be back, or I will be back, with a little more about defense mechanisms. Talk to you in just a couple minutes. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Steiner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.kateseiner.com. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about defense mechanisms. So let's see here. We've been talking about how defense mechanisms show up. We've been talking about what they, you know, what what it is that they actually look like, um, how they have served us in the past, how they've developed over time. And now we're taking a look at, okay, what might life be like um, if we dismantle them some? If we start to live less in our reactivity and more in our authenticity, right? What is it that will um, shift for us? So uh, let's see. So a lot of times what happens is um, we are, we are, you know, I, I so identified um, with these defense mechanisms and so convinced, we become so convinced that they are really what's going to um, protect us in life that, like I said, as we start to dismantle them, as we start to take them apart, we might experience some situations that really challenge our belief that we can live without our defense mechanisms. It's like we, we hit a wall of exactly what we're most afraid we're going to experience. And uh, because of that, because of that, you know, kind of um, uh, that it, uh, wall, many people will 
retreat and and not cross into the full their their full potential as a person. Uh, so I say that because by knowing that you're likely to face challenges when you're dismantling your defenses, it is easier then to persist and to move forward and to, you know, start to look for how you're on the right track. And uh, how do we do this? How do we start to um, dismantle our defense mechanisms? And then what are, what does life look like and how do we function with them less? So our defense mechanisms, uh, um, I, like I, I gave you sort of some examples of them. One of the first steps with creating any kind of change is to be able to see what it is that is the problem, to see where our defense mechanisms are, like how do we use them? How do they show up? What are our favorite ones? What are the ones that we're using like every day as we go about our, our day? So becoming aware of how like which defense me mechanisms we're most likely to use. And, and starting to notice how they show up. So as we notice how our defense mechanisms show up, we are able to then say, like, say, is that working for me? Like, is is my way of, like, acting actually working for me? So I, by challenge, that's, that's one way. So it's, like, so simple. But that's one way to start to dismantle them is just, just see them and ask the very open-ended question, is this actually working for me? Is this getting me the result that I really want? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play out a common situation. Common situation, let's say defense mechanisms and how they show up in relationship. So you're in a relationship and, um, and your feelings get hurt. And instead of going to your partner and saying, my feelings are hurt and this is what's going on for me and being able to be vulnerable and being willing to talk through the situation. What you do is you go into one of your defense mechanisms. And let's say that this defense mechanism is, you know, passive aggressiveness. And so instead of actually saying that you're hurt, you just start doing some things like maybe, you know, you don't do something that's your responsibility around the house that you typically do. Or maybe you don't come home and don't call. Um, maybe you uh, make kind of snarky comments. Right. And so let's let's back this up. Your partner did something that hurt your feelings. What did you want in that situation? You wanted your feelings not to be hurt, and you probably wanted to sense of sharing love or connectedness or attention or something like that with your partner. 
as a result of getting your feelings hurt and not directly dealing with the situation and moving into the defense mechanism of uh, passive aggressiveness, have you gotten any closer to having any of those positive needs met? No. You're angry. You're resentful. Now you're doing things that are upsetting your partner even more. And so the chasm between you and your partner is getting larger as you keep acting out from your defensive place, right? So when you look at that situation and break it down, you're not getting what it is that you truly want, right? So there's a way that you can be very logical about it. Like what I'm doing right now is not actually getting me where I want to go, which is to have a loving, connected relationship. And when you recognize that, the next part is, okay, what can I do differently? Right? So if I'm not going to go into my defense mechanism, then what am I going to do? Because that's a, that's a challenging, that's a challenging step to make. Okay, so, so what actually helps me or might help me create a sense of connectedness, love, well-being, attention, whatever it is, in my relationship is the question to ask. And as easy as that question sounds, it isn't always an easy question to answer. The reason it isn't always an easy question to answer is because we sometimes don't know. We haven't seen it modeled. We don't know what a productive exchange looks like. We don't know how to constructively meet our needs or how to do things to develop some of these longings that we have. And so we default to doing the best thing that we know how which is, might be our defense mechanism. Maybe eventually by being, you know, uh, passive aggressive, our partner, instead of getting angry and the problem escalating, compensates in their own way and starts to give us what we want. Maybe, maybe gives us negative attention, maybe, um, you know, uh, you know, starts a fight and then the fight resolves and then there's connectedness, right? So that can happen that sometimes there's a, there's a, uh, it's an, it's a counterproductive or a problematic way of getting at what is, um, really uh what we really want but we're taking this road with like so much damage and other times it's just really just not getting us where we want to go it's just we're just in the protectiveness so either way by knowing what it is that we want and starting to recognize that our defense mechanisms to really notice the damage and how counterproductive they are, um, we then open up the possibility of asking the question of what else we'd like to have happen. What else could happen here? How would I like to do this instead? 
This takes a lot of internal strength. You know, so really acknowledge yourself when you're able to step out of your defense mechanism and do something differently because it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a, a, a lot of courage, um, and, uh, to, to be able to transition that way. When we're caught up in our defense mechanisms, uh, it can seem impossible to take those steps. So, so when you find yourself able to take that steps or when you see someone else able to take that step, that is a great thing to acknowledge to support the process in happening. Um, so what do I want to have happen instead? What are the positive constructive skills? And you might actually need to brainstorm them. If you didn't, if you haven't observed that a lot, if you don't have a lot of role models for creating, um, you know, healthy relationships or finding, finding, being solution focused in the sense of trying to come to, to solutions that really meet everyone's needs, uh, ways of staying connected, moving towards the positive. If you don't know those things, then looking for uh looking for examples and uh brainstorming options is a great step to do so what are you know three ways that i can move in the direction of connectedness instead of disconnectedness And that, uh, that might, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it might seem like, um, very, uh, contrived to approach things that way, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a skill. It's an ability to be able to move out of defensiveness and move into creating something constructive. And um, if we don't have prior experience, it's like we need to put in the building blocks for being able to do that. And 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 so by whatever uh, means will be helpful. We can look for role models. We can we can brainstorm options. Uh, we can you know be creative and try new things. And uh, it's very important, like with any shift in, in behavior, uh, to calibrate based on the results that you see, but to look for really positive results. So look for really positive res- like like look for how it is serving you to move in the positive direction. Look for how the outcome is good in that direction. And uh, that will help tremendously in your, um, in, in keeping you on that track. So uh, it, 
counter to that, like I said, to be aware, you know, when I was walking you through the steps, I was talking about the defense mechanisms and I was saying, be aware of how your defense mechanism shows up. Be aware of, you know, uh, you, what it is that you, you're wanting instead. Uh, become, you actually over time start becoming more and more aware, like you turn up the volume on the harm that is being done when you're in your defense mechanism. So that might not be bearable at first, but as you start to practice this process of moving out of your defense mechanism, you actually want to become acutely aware of the destructiveness and the counterproductiveness of your defense mechanisms so that it be it, it, like it intensifies the desire to do something differently. Now, I said before, and I want to say again, we are all in different places in our life and um, in, in different types of environments. And our way, our, we always, I believe, should honor what takes, truly takes care of us. And never put yourself in harm's way. Um, by trying to be, you know, defenseless in a very dangerous circumstance. That's not the name of the game. Um, really, self-care is incredibly important. Taking care of yourself as you move through this process is incredibly important. That builds trust with yourself, with, the, you know, the people that you're interacting with. And... At that same time, really challenge, you know, what moves you away from that deeper sense of connectedness and that deeper expression of who it is that you truly are. Because by dismantling your defense mechanisms, you are able to more fully express all that you are in a way that is truly pleasurable. So I want to thank you for joining me this week on Real Answers, and um, I will talk to you next week more about the real and the false self. Have a great week. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 